Codependency is a secular relationship in which one person needs the other person who in turn needs to be needed. Yikes. Um, that is the straight up like from textbook by Dr. Exelberg. I don't know who that is or how credible he is, but that is the Google definition of codependency, which is what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, I actually just have a coworker who one day we were talking and she, I asked, she's very open. She's very, very, very open. And I love this about her because she's had a very eventful life and it's just crazy. Some of the shit that she says, but we were talking and I was basically saying like, Oh, I'm doing this this weekend. What are you doing? And she was like, I might go to a, a, um, a meeting. And I said, a meeting, like a, a meeting. And you know, like I didn't want to pry, but I also know that she's open and I know our relationship. So I was able to ask these questions and she was like, well, I'm going to a codependency anonymous group. And I kind of just like laughed and I was like, is that a thing? And she said, oh yeah. She was like, it is actually very much of a thing. She said, there's a lot of people there actually. And I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, I've always just associated codependency with just my, me and my relationship, meaning like codependent in your relationship, but it's actually I mean, everything is a disorder these days. Good God. But it's actually something that people do struggle with. And when I was reading more about it and like talking to her about it, some bells kind of ran off in my head. And I was like, am I a codependent woman? (laughs) Like I started singing like C-O-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-C. Hello, I'm codependent here. Um, And it just, it really kind of clicked to me. So let me just read you guys off if you don't know some of like some symptoms or like they call it also like false self. I don't really know how that correlates. But so the signs and symptoms are like some indicators that you might have codependent behavior are poor boundaries, low self-esteem, being like a caretaker, having obsessions um, and obsessions they kind of put in parentheses in one article that I read where it's like you can get super obsessed about one thing and then like two weeks later just kind of drop that whole topic aka me with fucking everything Um, the need for control that's a really big one or difficulty making decisions chronic anger strong emotions uh, trouble identifying or communicating thoughts or feelings without emotion attached um and that is something that literally just the other day uh me and Kyle were arguing about something super trivial super unimportant but I kind of got upset so I walked away and I am a crier whenever I feel any kind of emotion that's really really heavy and we were discussing he kind of came into the bedroom and was like hey what's wrong and I very calmly told him why I was angry and why I left and what I did not like about the situation that just transpired and he was like and I, and I was crying. I wasn't crying. I wasn't like, you know, like in my voice, but like you could see tears rolling down. And he was like, why are you upset? And I said, I'm not upset. I'm just fucking angry. And I'm trying not to yell at you. <laughs> so I was like, I'm trying to communicate how I feel without yelling because I'm very, very angry right now. So like it comes out in tears, but that's very accurate. Like it goes back to the trouble, trouble identifying or communicating thoughts without emotion. It's very, very, very hard. And like the low self-esteem one and the poor boundaries with others and like, oh, like it was, it was just so like spot on. And like there was one where like I was reading about the need to be needed. Like people feel like they are worth nothing. Like the codependent person known as the giver feels worthless unless they are needed by or making sacrifices for someone else 
often an enabler, otherwise known as the taker. And I feel like this can kind of get to like our people pleasing attitudes. So like whenever we are just giving and giving and giving, because lately I've been feeling kind of empty. My cup has been feeling empty. And part of that is because I do not fill my own cup. I feel everyone else's. Um, and I know like how can an empty cup feel, you know, be poured into, but at the same time, I kind of neglect myself at the sake of doing something for others. And the whole time, though, I am feeling, I feel like really selfish. I don't know how to explain that. But like, I feel like a selfish person. I know I'm not. But like, even saying that out loud where I was like, dang, I need to work on filling my own cup. To me, I feel that feels selfish. And like, why is it selfish? Or why do we think, or me, I mean, maybe you're probably not like me at all. But like, what is inside of me that makes me say taking care of myself is selfish because I really don't feel like it is. And I have always struggled with now that I'm like looking back into it. Um, code, I just never had a, a word to put on it, but like codependency, I feel like unless if someone is needing me, unless if someone is, I'm trying to put like an example for you guys, but like, I'll do something for the sake of someone else. Like I'll, you know, bring you lunch because I heard yesterday that you were complaining about not having money. So I'll buy you something. And if you're just not, I don't, I don't need red carpet or anything, but if you don't give me some kind of gratitude or like acknowledgement, it just kind of, I mean, and that, that kind of goes towards like virtue signaling, signaling. I'm not really doing that. Like I could give a shit less who knows what I did for you. But like, if I do something for you and it's not appreciated, it really hurts my feelings. And like something really, really, really simple. Like, just say thank you so much. Or, oh my gosh, I appreciate this. Or, oh, I needed this. Like, that gives me so much joy. Um, there was actually a time where I gave something to someone uh, in front of a friend of mine that I was giving to multiple people. But I had given her, uh, given this person her gift that I was giving out to these people. And she just kind of looked at me, took it, and then turned around and didn't say anything. And I was so embarrassed and so, like, kind of defeated, which she probably didn't mean it rude. It was probably just her way of accepting a gift. But to me and like what I need, I was like, oh, okay. And that kind of goes into a lot of what I believe in to where like you can talk all day long. Okay. You can talk to someone, you can talk out your feelings, you can say what's on your mind. But if you're not taking into effect of the receiver of what you're saying, it's probably going to go nowhere. And I'm probably butchering this like I do most things. But if you're, say if I'm trying to communicate something to my significant other and I'm just really angry about this, but you know, those instances where you're like, I want to say something, but I know that they're not going to hear me. Well, then why say it? Or like change the way you would go about it. You know, like if someone's not going to be very responsive to anger, high emotion, yelling, whatever, then maybe don't go at them like that. And I know like I used to have this attitude where I was like, I said what I said, how you took it's not my problem. That's, well, that may be true. It's not a very healthy way to go about things with other people. Um, but I think there's a fine line because there's a lot of times where we just let people walk all over us and we let people, we do everything we can to put everybody else back together. And then lately there's no pieces left for us and we're not put together. And who's going to put us together? That's nobody else's, you know, job. But it just kind of really clicked for me because I'm very much like that in my relationships and not just like intimate relationships, friendships, mother, daughter, sister. 
I need to be needed. I need to feel like I am wanted. It's kind of like whenever you are talking in that like situationship with somebody and you, you know, you're all going to the river or something and he's you're like, oh, can I come? And they say, if you want. No, like I don't. Of course I want to come. That's why I asked. I need someone to be like, yeah, absolutely. Or like, I want you here. Not, oh, if, if I mean, if you want, you can come if you want. It's like, no, that, that just kind of makes me feel like you're wanting me to say no because you don't want me around. And that probably is not so much codependent, but more so like anxiety on myself. But like one of the really big ones too was care to, um, not caretaking, obsessions and low self-esteem. The way that I am the most confident and secure person you will ever fucking meet. <laughs> like, I know that is like the biggest oxymoron, but I really am. So like I I do not like whenever people like overly compliment me or over not not that people do, but like whenever you simply say like, oh Alexa, I love your shoes, you know, something as small as that. I immediately come up with something to tell you why my shoes are absolutely awful so like you can be like oh I love your shoes oh they were two dollars at Goodwill they have a hole in them I've had them for 10 years and I immediately just like downgrade the fucking shoes and it's like just say thank you say oh my god thank you so much or compliment that person but for whatever reason my brain short circuits and I do not accept the fucking compliment ever like you can say you're so pretty today oh and I go oh I have a pimple on my nose I've been trying to get rid of for two months no dude just say it thank you so much. You're so sweet or something. You're pretty too. Something like, why is it so hard to accept a fucking compliment? And I think it's because I'm so conditioned by myself to hate myself. And I say by myself because I, again, free therapy, but a bunch of my friends go to therapy, which is very, very good. I mean, I, I definitely condone therapy whether you need it or not sometimes it's just good and it you don't know the good it'll do to just talk out your shit to someone who knows the human brain anyway um but a friend of mine's therapist said she was talking about so i don't know the topic that she was talking to her about but she basically was like i just hate myself and i don't know where it comes from she said i'll be getting ready and i'll just be like oh i, I look ugly or i fucked up this or i don't know how to talk to people or you stupid idiot quit talking no one's listening and the therapist said, who, whoever told you that, who in your life told you that? And my friend kind of sat and thought and she was like, well, actually I can't really pinpoint a person. And I'm sure there was someone along the line in a very developmental part of her brain and growing up said something that she didn't like and it shaped her inner thoughts. Okay, maybe. But she sat there and thought, she was like, I really can't think of the last time that someone truly just insulted me with their words like that to where I just picked up this way of speaking to myself or thinking about myself. And her therapist was like, right. She said, those are coming from you. Those thoughts are coming. So they're probably in, and the way I correlate this to myself is like in public. Um, like right now I have been trying to do this blogging thing. It gives me so much joy. I have found a new love for editing videos, putting little videos together, watching everyone else's videos and getting like some inspiration for mine. It's just a, a niche for me that I have really fallen in love with anything like you know, artsy left side of the brain type. That's, you know, my gig, but I get super anxious and like kind of embarrassed, I guess, for like a better word, because I feel like anytime that I try to film something, anytime that I'm trying to edit the video, I am constantly judging the fuck out of myself. Like 
there was a whole segment of a vlog that I was going to put up last week that I was just like, I stared at it for too long, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, just completely dragging myself through the mud. I was like, oh my God, I am ugly. Oh my, my nose is huge. My arms are so fat. I have a double chin. Yeah, the works. I was just doing it all. And I'm thinking to myself, like, no one has in the history of ever, besides my family, <laughs> that's a different trauma, but no one in the history of ever has looked at a video that I've shown them, like my friends or like my people who, people who follow me that I've never even met that message me telling me that they want, they want the link to my dress or they think that my videos are awesome or they want more content showing X, Y, Z. They have never said like, Alexa, you're fucking fat. <laughs> and the internet is really cruel. The internet can be very, very, very cruel. Um, I actually just posted, I'm in a Greta Van Fleet fan club thing because I go to a lot of their concerts and sometimes like they'll post on, you know, I don't need to explain myself. I am part, I'm a Greta Van Fleet fan clubber and I'm proud, but I'm a part of a group on Facebook and the tour just released and I, you know, me, I'm going off on my outfits. I'm like, Oh, I gotta get a perfect outfit for the concert because Greta Van Fleet fans say that five times fast. Greta Van Fleet, Greta Van Fleet fans. There, shit. Um, the fans go off on the, uh, the concerts because they do like themed concerts. So it's like their star catcher tour. So it's all themed around like their new look and it, anyway, so I was kind of curious and I posted on there and I was like, Hey, you know, everyone was talking about the tour and I was like, I want to see y'all's outfits, like drop the outfits because la every time I go to a freaking Greta Van Fleet concert, specifically their dream catcher tour last year, or like whatever it was called dream dreams and gold dreams and gold concert. There were so many cool people like dressed so awesomely. Like it's like a modern twist on 70s rock and roll. I don't know. It was it's like Elton John and Led Zeppelin had a baby. It's it was so cool. Like so I just really wanted to see all of it. So all of this tangent, and I don't even remember what the fuck brought this up, but all of this to say, oh, the internet is cool. I posted that post on the fan club page, and I feel like have you ever seen those videos where it's like those online gamers that do the online gaming, like the PC gaming and all that stuff where they'll have a headset and all of a sudden, like you decide to say something like a girl goes, Hey guys. And everyone's like, fuck you, fuck your mom. You go jump off a cliff. Everyone just kind of jumps on her and is like, shut the fuck up. That's literally what happened. <laughs> like, like I posted it and I was thinking like oh I can't wait because everyone's always so sweet on that page everyone's like super supportive and Greta Van Fleet's like whole fucking you know mantra and just persona is love the world love the animals love the people and you know just love light and happiness and I thought that I was going to be accepted with that and I absolutely was wrong everyone was like no one gives a fuck about outfits here this isn't about the music or like uh, someone was like it's time for me to leave the group too many teeny poppers on this page or like someone was posting like if you don't have anything to say about the band keep it moving and I'm like damn so going back to my like the internet can be fucking cruel so like maybe that's why I'm judging myself a little bit because I've seen how others are judged and it terrifies the ever-loving shit out of me but at the same time I just that specific part of this whole thing the low self-esteem thing I have been trying to retrain my brain on that so I'm kind of getting a little good or a little bit better at that as far as the obsessions Oh my God. So I literally will be obsessed with something. And like, when I say obsessed, I mean, obsessed. Like whenever I picked up, um, this 
what was it? Crocheting. I was watching crochet videos. I was buying yarn. I was buying all kinds of tools. And then it was yoga and I had a yoga mat and I had yoga blocks and I was look. I was doing all these stretches. And then it was meditation and I was all about meditation and intention and manifesting. Then it was this podcast and I went and bought a microphone and a laptop and I redid a podcast room. And now it's like, but then it's like, I never stick with it. I, I cannot stick with anything. Fuck, this podcast has been hard. I've skipped like three Sundays because I just, I lose the intensity because it's such a hot and burning fire and it burns out so quickly. And I guess I never knew that that was a thing, a part of codependent behavior, because it's very, very, very true. I get that way with, with people. I'm like, I don't think I've had a single friendship that's lasted. I mean, let me say that. Let me rewind to that. All my friendships are still there. Okay. I could call any of my friends from 10 years ago to today and talk to them and we'll be fine. We can pick up right where we left off, but I don't have anyone constant because I'm just constantly changing who I am and therefore changing the things around me. And that kind of brings me to a quote that I heard the other day. Loved it. It said, if the flower doesn't bloom, do you blame the flower or do you blame the environment? And I was like, ding, ding, fucking ding. Like ring, ding, dong, ring, ding, 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 dong. So anyway, I really resonated with that because I often tend to blame myself for everything. I'm like, I'm fucking ugly. Um, I said something stupid or I can't, you know, I can't make a house a home because I don't have the right, I hate my interior design. I don't cook very well. I don't, but it's the environment that I'm putting myself in. I am constantly judging myself. I am constantly not refusing, first of all, refusing to ask for help on anything. When I have, I live with a chef, like who could teach me how to cook. And I don't feel like asking for any kind of advice. And I just choose to be miserable and sit and wallow instead of getting up and getting my ass in gear and doing the things that I need to do to be better for myself. And it's just really easy to sit there and, and wallow in it, you know, but it just, I don't know where the obsession thing comes from either. And that's probably a lot of ADHD uh, working up in there. And I am not a doctor please do not quote me. Please do not hold me true to everything that I'm saying right now. But I'm pretty sure that there's a lot in my brain that is just tangled. It's a mess. Okay. It's a mess up there, but it's very, very, very true. And I am, I have obsessions to where like they just don't. And I'm try, try, I try to stick with them. I try to stay in it. And I try not to be codependent in my relationship specific, specifically with Kyle because it does put a strain on us. I feel like it's not it, – whenever I get dressed and I'm pretty, I'm not satisfied unless if he grabs me and goes, "You're babe, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know, that would be really nice, but that's just not, you know, that's fantasy. Um, and I feel – I mean, not to say that he never tells me I'm pretty. That's probably a bad example. But like, I, I expect these over the drawn out thing. Or like, I expect him to want to be around me all the time. There's been times where like, in my past relationships, not even with him, I have been just depressed because how dare my partner have a life outside of me? Like, am I not your whole world? I should be your whole world. I should be your morning, noon and night, your moon and stars. I should be all of it. And I'm not. And that's okay. Like, I feel like you, you, and, and I do, I have, and I, I, I am, 
I lose myself in the other person. And that's where we begin to get conflict conflicts because the honeymoon phase is over. Okay. The wool has been taken. The comfortability is now here. We are (laughs) farting in front of each other. I, you have to go to the bathroom while I'm in the shower. Like we've seen the worst and the best of each other at this point, you know, we're two years in. Um, and this is in the past, me and Kyle have been together much longer, but like just example, the honeymoon phase is gone and I have now lost who I am because I have done nothing but try to make you happy and be around you all the time and made you my whole entire personality. And now I don't know who I am and I'm, I get depressed and I don't know why. And then I'm starting to be rude to you for no reason. And then I don't want to touch you because I'm mad at you for God knows why. And then we don't have sex for a little while. And then we don't have sex for months. And then it's like, I don't really want to be around you. You're not making me laugh anymore. And it's not you at all. It's me. It's because I have lost myself in that person and I do no longer know who I am. And now I can't function without you. And if you're gone, it caught, you know, and then we just, we fizzle out and we are no longer good for each other. And I feel like I've really, I feel like I've done a great job at breaking that chain, especially here lately. I've been making sure that without you know, with, with some consideration for his feelings and his love and being respectful, I do pretty much what makes me happy. And I do, some of those things are not the same. Some of those things are, I mean, I love to travel. I love to be gone. I'm a gypsy. I don't want to stay in the same place for long. I, for God's sake, I can't even keep my room designed the same way for long. I mean, he tells me all the time, he's like, can I just come home and one thing be the same? But it's because that's who I am and that's not who he is. And that's totally fine. He comes to the beach with me sometimes. He hates the beach, okay? He hates it. I'll go to the gun range with him. I'm not necessarily keen on the gun range, but I'll do it. You just, you don't, you need to find who you are and let that person be who they are and you guys be together. It's very hard to do um, for a codependent person, but it's, I feel like it's, I mean, I, there's no feeling anything. It it is needed. Um, and the needing to feel needed, there are so many times where someone does not need me and that's okay. You can simply want someone and not need them, but the need to feel that want is so strong. And there was another one in there too, that kind of goes in. I mean, it kind of ties in a little bit, but like, retracting your words and having anxiety around other people. So like whenever you say something, you could say the the sky is blue and you feel the need to explain why you think the sky is blue. That is a huge, huge issue. I just got in trouble with this at work the other day, actually. Um, so someone asked me something and I was like, well, it's because X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, bro, you're not in trouble. Like, it's it's okay. Chill out, you know? And I was like, well, I, I got to explain to you why that happened. I got to explain why I did this. Because if I don't, you're going to think that I did this and that's not what I did. And it's like, but who cares? First of all, who cares? Second of all, if that's not what happened, then have peace and solace with the fact that that's not what happened. You know the truth. And no one was attacking you, you know? And, and that's a big thing too, constantly feeling attacked and like constantly having your your dukes up and just ready to fucking fight somebody it's it's really hard um and then the the next one going down to that is having no boundaries that me and my friends talk about that 
all the fucking time. And I, even Kyle has kind of gotten onto me, but he's like, babe, you can set a boundary and not, you're not being a bitch for setting a boundary because I constantly feel like if I'm telling someone no, go tying in, coming full circle with the people pleaser behavior and the needing to be needed. If I tell someone no, or if I tell someone, I'm so sorry, I cannot do this right now. I feel like I'm letting you down. And that is the worst feeling in the entire world for me. I do. I cannot handle that. Like I, I will sit and think and think and think. And I think, should I set it like this? Well, did they take it like this? Do they think that I don't love them? Are they ever going to ask me to do that again now that I told them no? No, like quit going down that rabbit hole. And I actually have um, a really good friend of mine and I'm not going to say her name, but, um, and she actually was on the podcast, <laughs> but I have to constantly, not constantly, but I have to remind myself it is okay to not be in the same place in life that that person is because she will message me and say, Hey, let's do this. Or, Hey, I'm coming over. Or I'm, do you want to do this this day? And I just don't have the energy for whatever reason on the days that she asks me. I'm very much an extroverted introvert and I need my time to relax and recharge. And it just so happens that every time she wants to hang out, I don't want to hang out. And it's not just with her, with anybody. I don't want to do anything. And I constantly am feeling the need to be like, oh, well, I'm actually doing this this weekend. Or actually I'm doing X, Y, Z this weekend and I can't. Or I'm sick or I'm going to. No, just just say I love you but I love me more and I, or not even that I love you and I need to take a chill pill. And I just can't, I, it's not in the cards for me this weekend. Sorry. Love you. Maybe next weekend, you know, and just setting that boundary. And then I've had to set a boundary with some friends too, before of quit calling me after 10 o'clock. I'm not going to answer. And if I don't answer the first time, I'm not going to answer the second time. I mean, there's certain people that I know for a fact, if you call me after 10, I'm going to answer it because it's going to be an emergency. I don't want to seem like I'm just not available. And there it goes again. I'm explaining myself and I'm trying to be a people pleaser. <laughs> I am a codependent woman. Okay. <laughs> but you know, all of this to kind of go into, and this is a really short episode just because it kind of like popped into me and I was like, I need an episode for Sunday. This is something that's been weighing on my heart, but it's just, we're all in the, emo- the emotions. And I now feel like I need to go to codependency anonymous. <laughs> And there was a couple of other things that she was telling me, my coworker, I keep trying to get her on for an episode. Um, let me know if you want her on. Let me know. I really do want to hear about that and see if you guys even care about my guests or if you want me to stop this podcast altogether. Uh, I probably won't, but I am curious in your opinion. But I, I just, I'm constantly figuring myself out. And I have had so many people that I've seen, uh, people that I know, people that I don't know, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube that are just in their 20s, young 20s, mid 20s, older 20s, and hell, some people in their 30s that feel defeated or feel some kind of, you know, whether it be anxiety, depression, or just being upset with themselves in general because they don't have anything figured out and they feel like they should be this far and they're not this certain, they're not at a certain point in life and they feel like they should be, or, you know, they don't, There's so much in such a short period of time that happens in your 20s. I mean, even from 20 to 23, the growth, okay? And I and I will say this and I will die on this hill, and whether it be alone or not, but I stand this by this to be true. The 20s are for figuring shit out. You're not gonna have it all figured out. You're not gonna know what the fuck you're doing. You're not gonna know what you want. Figure it, try things, get married 
five times. <laughs> go, go travel, rent, don't buy a house, buy a house, don't rent, get married, have kids, don't have kids. Or say you don't want kids and then change your mind and have a fucking kid. Who cares? I feel like there's just this stigma around having to be an adult. There's something that says a long time ago, I read, I know I'm big on these quotes, but your twenties feel like you are too old to not have her. something about like the 20 in your twenties. You're too young to have it all figured out, but too old or old enough to know better or something like that. And it's like that knowing better and that feeling like, okay, I'm an adult. I, I'm getting to where I'm almost 30. You feel like you're, you're a failure because you're not at a certain point, which social media probably has a lot to do with that. But we're still young, baby. <laughs> we're, I mean, to be able to say I'm 28, 28, not 38, not 48, not 58. I'm 28. Sure. It's not 18, but who the fuck likes 18 year olds? They teenagers suck. I love being 20 and I love figuring it out. I love making mistakes. I, well, mm, I'm going to take that back. My Virgo tendencies. I do not really love making mistakes, but I love learning from them. And I love being able to look back at my footprints and say, I did those. And now I'm here because of those footprints. I have made my mark. I am doing better. I've hurt people, but I've learned from it. I've hurt myself, but I'll never do it again. And you get better and you grow. With all of this being said, you guys, I'm a codependent woman. I'll say it again. I'll say it once. I'll say it three times. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I am a codependent woman. Are we working on it? Maybe. Will I ever change? Who knows? Am I happy with who I am? Not yet. <laughs> Do I have a point? No. <laughs> but all this to say, I'm trying and I'm going to try to love myself through it. And I think that you guys have really helped me. This little diary, this visual diary that I've started, as well as this virtual diary and just vocalizing everything and speaking and hearing it, what everyone has to say. Honestly, I, I've loved it and it's actually kept some kind of um, structure in my life, believe it or not. So yeah, codependency is a thing. Look it up. Let's chat about it. Let's talk about all the things and we'll be back for next week's episode. Love you guys.